0: Hey everyone, you're listening to InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy, a podcast with tips to make your life easier,
1: covering pop culture, parenting, travel, minimalism, and, and more.
0: Hey everybody and welcome to the InfoQuench podcast. I am Jeff
1: and I'm Amy
0: and I have no idea what this podcast is going to be about.
1: It is going to be about New Year's resolutions. We're New on Year's. theme
0: resolutions yeah so I hope everybody had a good holidays and a good New Year's it's not here yet but it will be by the time you hear this
1: no not really because we're actually going to release this podcast before New Year's oh well there you go so So. you'll be all prepped and ready to set your resolutions
0: you can tell who plans this show right
1: (laughs) (laughs) and well some of the most common New Year's resolutions are can you guess can you guess what they uh, might quit be? Quit smoking. Yes.
0: Yeah. Quit drinking. Yes. Yeah. And, that was on uh, the list. Exercise.
1: Exercise. Lose uh, weight. Start a new hobby. Read yeah. more. Those are those are the highlights. Those are the ones people are are going to year after year. And what you'll notice is that some of those are new things to start, and sometimes the resolution is something they want to stop.
0: Ah, uh, yes, that's true. Right? Well, I, I usually decide to do something uh, more artistic in the new year. Like, yes. I like to draw, but I like, at New Year's, I like to just decide to draw more or, you know, watch more movies or, or something like that. You
1: and know? you're thinking about doing some more writing.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about writing, yeah. I've been reading a lot of books, and the writers that I'm reading are really inspire me to try it myself. I've never really, I've written poetry, but never really tried writing fiction which i might try to just do a short story or something
1: yeah i think that's awesome you
0: you're interested in doing that at one point
1: too yeah Yeah. we we were talking about how when you really read great stuff Mm -hmm. like when you're reading author authors who are just like a master of their craft it is inspirational to want to try to do it but then when you actually put pen to paper or finger to yeah keyboard it is much more difficult than the masters make it appear.
0: I know I just read the book by George Elliot Clark called George and Rue, which is really great. He's a Nova Scotia based writer and he wrote this book about these two brothers who committed this horrible crime in the 40s. Uh, they killed a taxi driver and it's like loosely based on the actual event, but it's fiction, right? So, but he's such he's such an incredible poet that it's just a joy to read his fiction. I can't wait to read more of his books. George Eliot Clark. Check it out.
1: Awesome. little bonus book review.
0: A little bonus book review, I know.
1: So I structured this episode around a, a, another book that I recently read called Atomic Habits. And uh, New yeah. York Times bestseller. It was written by James Clear. And it's all about habit building. Okay. So I'm just going to go through some of the principles in that book, but it is a great book. So if you are looking to learn more about how to introduce new habits into your life or break habits, it's, you know, very thorough. It's an easy read, nice Mm -hmm. chapter summaries. Uh, I do highly recommend it, but I'll give a, you know, a little bit of an overview of the framework in this episode so that you can apply it to your New Year's resolutions and uh and the idea of the atomic habits is that it's the small changes that make you know a big change in our life so it's all the little things we Getting do up that contribute all the to. things
0: that you do when you get up earlier kind right. of thing
1: well right. you'll often hear people who are, are trying to write a book they'll say they just need to get into the habit of writing
0: it's true that that is the biggest thing you have to yeah you even have to it's just do it a few
1: pages a day
0: even if it's crap you know you just the the age old thing where you just crumple up the piece of paper and throw it in the waste paper basket and try it again, you know?
1: So the idea is just that, you know, the way atoms are sort of the building blocks of molecules, atomic habits are the building blocks for remarkable results. Uh, okay. So that's really the theme of what the whole book is about, and that these little tiny changes will give you big rewards in the end. So the author himself suffered, and in- it was a little while back that I read this book, but I think his injury was someone actually, like, launched a baseball bat into the stands. He gets struck. And, really? had, and suffered, you know, a brain injury from it and had a, you know, a long recovery, wow. but eventually he was able to get his own baseball career on track. And just by making small gains, he talks about, you know, even if you make a 1% gain, mm-hmm. you know, every month that. It, it, there's the power of compound interest, you'll see big rewards in the end. And he did ultimately end up being um, on the all American uh, academic team for baseball. So he, you know, he was able to reap the rewards of good habits.
0: That's fantastic. Good habits will definitely improve your health and all kinds of great things.
1: So one of the yeah. fascinating things I found about this was the, he really talks a lot about how we cling to different identities. So okay. if we have an identity, Uh, Something that we, is part of who we are. Right. It's harder to get beyond that. So you may be, you may consider yourself a smoker.
0: Or an artist. Okay,
1: that's more, (laughs) probably more on the positive side of things, right? (laughs) Oh,
0: you want to go to the negative, okay.
1: Well, no, no, it works on both ends, right? So are you somebody who writes or are you a writer? Right, And when you move to the point where you consider yourself a writer. Yeah. Then, then that then habit becomes part of your identity and it's much more ingrained into who you are it's and, it's, who you are, and yeah. it's less likely to be lost. That's you're, true. You're going to carry it on. You're going to
0: feel a lot more of a, of a fully formed person kind of thing. Right. Would you say?
1: So having that, you know, taking that initiative to take ownership and say, you know what I am, I, I'm not just somebody who goes for a run. I'm a runner. Yeah. That. I'm not just it's somebody going, who
0: paints pictures on the weekend. I'm an artist.
1: It'll reinforce your habit and yeah. and keep you, you know, doing that thing over and over again because now it is part of who you are. Mm-hmm. On a
0: that's really interesting.
1: You know, I well, I I found it fascinating. Mm. I think it's it is definitely part of who we are. I mean, we we definitely label ourselves as certain things. Like you might say, I'm not a morning person. Yeah. And you go through life saying, I'm not a morning person. Well, yeah, you want to have the habit of right. getting up early and you continually tell yourself you're not a morning person, then mm-hmm. you're going to struggle with developing that new habit.
0: Just like people who say that they're not cat people or they're, they're just the only like dogs. Yeah. they just haven't that.
1: met the right cat.
0: They haven't met the right, they haven't met Charlie. <laughs> right, Charlie?
1: <laughs> or people who say, you know, I'm always late.
0: Yeah. And you will always be late. It's a
1: self-fulfilling prophecy. Is, you yeah. will always be late. So It's a good point. you know, think about the internal dialogue and how you label yourself in, in forming your new habits when you're coming, you know, coming up with your New Year's resolutions. I, I personally love the new year. I love the process of res- resolutions.
0: Not enough to do the polar dip, though.
1: Not enough to... Well, there's... <laughs> I know. And we have friends that do the polar dip, but that's and not yeah, really a resolution. Them, that's just... That's a health risk.
0: That's a... Well, I guess the whole idea is just washing the old year away, right? And then just uh, waiting into the new year. A baptism into of Into the sorts. freezing, cold new year.
1: I don't know. I think it's like a heart attack waiting to happen. There's other
0: ways to do a baptism, though, for New Year's than running into a cold ocean. You could just drink a whole bottle of wine. Yeah, that's right.
1: Pickle yourself, and then you're good to go. All right. Where were we? Okay, so... The next key piece I found, or that I like, the nugget. I hate that word, but I'm going to use yeah, it. Yeah, anyway.
0: nugget. Nugget of information. <laughs>
1: little, little nugget. I took it out of this We quench book.
0: people's information nuggets. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> oh, what that means, God. but anyway, go ahead.
1: Um, is that our, our environment is key to our habits and our behavior. So the writer actually describes environment as being the invisible hand that shapes our human behavior. And if you think about somebody who is yeah. an, uh, a drug addict,
0: they're an observer, right?
1: and they are in rehab, mm-hmm. they are in a perfect environment to support recovery. Yeah. And often, when they come out of rehab and they're surrounded again by, by you know, old, old people, old habits, mm-hmm. old acquaintances, then they tend to, or they can, you know.
0: We're watching that right now on back. a program called uh, Euphoria. Which we'll talk about. What a, later a
1: crazy day. program! It is
0: crazy. HBO. That deserves You've a little tangent. You've done it again, HBO.
1: We were at a Boxing Day uh, gathering with friends, and one of our friends we were talking about Fleabag, and yeah, they Fleabag. said they'd heard great things about Euphoria too, and it's based off of a Israeli. Originally, it's based off an Israeli uh, miniseries, but it's a it's an HBO uh, fully Americanized <laughs> series that yeah. we were watching, and wow, it's if really you intense. If have teenagers, and- it's terrifying yeah it is wow that was okay that was a, a little tangent, aside. but anyway so you get a book are, review and a,
0: and a show review. if you're
1: looking for something more to read euphoria something so, something more to watch HBO. yeah euphoria uh yeah and you might have to do some digging to find that but you, you'll figure it out so yeah our environment is definitely what contributes to our behavior and mm-hmm. it's important to sort of have a an environment and surround ourselves with things that Give us positive reinforcement for the habits that we want to have.
0: Absolutely. Um, you got to cultivate that stuff.
1: And we tend to actually imitate habits of three social groups. I found this fascinating, too. Sociologically. So, sociologically speaking. Right. Look at how easily that rolled off my tongue so even with a glass of wine under she it. Uh, The three social groups are are the close. So that's our family and friends. Mm -hmm. So we tend to imitate their habits. Mm -hmm. So obviously, if our parents did things, our friends or family, we tend to imitate what they're doing. Um, We imitate the habits of the many. Mm -hmm. So that's the whole idea of tribe, which has become very popular now. When you think about people who are getting motivated... you know, towards fitness goals. And they're, you know, the whole CrossFit community is very much based around that tribe idea. Um, They're online tribes where people get together and, you know, reinforce each other's behaviors and habits. And
0: You do it just visually too. Like you could walk downtown and see like four or five people wearing those earbud uh, headphones and stuff. And then you're like, hey, I I might want to get some of those too. Right. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you imitate what you see and what you, you know.
1: So there's the clothes the family and friends, the many, the tribe, and then the powerful. So those are people with status like and, and power, uh, prestige. And Michael Jordan. Yeah, the influencers. So right. those are sort of the three groups that we tend to imitate the habits of. So, you know, pay attention to who you're, you know, maybe following on Instagram, who you're surrounding yourself with in daily life.
0: Actual influencers, though, on Instagram seem to be so, they seem to be hollow people. They don't seem to be real to me. And that's not something that I would ever really want to follow though. I know, but their ideologies and stuff on the, you know, social media world just seems so fake to me. I mean, maybe they're not. Some
1: more than others. Some, some, I think, stay more true to, to what their belief system is. Like if I think about the minimalists.
0: It's interesting though, because the many follow those uh, Instagram influencers when they really perhaps shouldn't, right? because they're you know the the uh, you know the the very skinny women that are on Instagram want the people who are following them to emulate them and have the same body when perhaps maybe they can't you know but
1: like maybe the influencer is somebody who exudes body confidence in all shapes and forms true. so I'm sure they're the, giving the, a very positive that exists,
0: influence. but for the most part, I think it's I think it's somewhat negative I don't know maybe Uh, I'm not maybe I need to look into it maybe I need to look into it
1: I'm on social media quite a bit and there are some I think that there are definitely those who are driven by the almighty dollar and they're Mm -hmm. pushing ads and products and and that sort of thing and then there are those who stay true to their values I guess what I
0: mean is like Or inspiration. I can see. I can see influencers going to a spot and trying to get the very, very like the perfect photograph just to put on Instagram to get all those likes. But at the same time, they're not really enjoying the environment that they're in. They're not like they're not looking at the sunset. They're just like, will it make a great photo? You know what I mean? Okay. That's what. That's what. That's where I'm getting at. Like. They just kinda, just, it's kind of hollow that way.
1: I'm making the argument, I guess, that their influencers come in all shapes and forms. I mean, the Dalai Lama is an influencer.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Uh, you yeah. know, there are people who, you know, he exhibits compassion, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. which, you know, is very positive. I think a very positive contribution to the world.
0: Plus, we have like our own free will. We, if we don't want to be influenced, we won't, right? I mean, we see like thousands of advertisements in a day and they don't all influence us to buy that product. So we have like free will to decide against those things. But anyway, that this is a huge aside. So get back, get back but on top. But we topic.
1: definitely imitate habits of those groups. So mm-hmm. pay attention to who you're surrounding yourself with because those are the people that you are likely going to reflect the same behaviors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in looking at, you know, atomic habits, uh, the writer James Clear talks all about, I guess, essentially a four-step pattern. So when we do any type of habit or we follow this pattern of, of cue. So we get a piece of information that suggests that there's some sort of reward to be found. We're cued by something. Um, Yeah. It could be the smell of a cookie. Okay. I see Or we walk into a dark room and the room is dark and we're like, okay, that's a cue. Okay. Then number two uh, in the, in the four step pattern would be the craving. So that's the motivation to change something. To get a reward, so it might be tasting a cush- cookie, might be something, or you might be thinking, you know what? I want to be able to see this room should be lit up. So okay. then that initiates number three, which is your response. Yeah. So that's the thought or the action that you need to do to get that reward.
0: This is, is it, we just talked about that recently about so- getting better lighting in Huxley's room so we can read him stories. <laughs> we, we should do that
1: tangent level. <laughs> 1,000. It's all right. We're leveling up. You keep
0: us on on track, and I take us off the track. And and number four. Our listeners love this. Is reward. Number four is reward. So
1: that's the satisfaction, that feeling you get from the change. So, you know, of performing the behavior. So Mm -hmm. whether it's flicking on the light switch, and now the room is lit up, or you've eaten the cookie, and you get to taste that delicious cookie. So that's essentially the four-step pattern of behavior. So again, cue, craving, response, and reward. Okay. And not really, most most behaviors follow that pattern. So the idea around atomic habits in terms of changing or developing a new habit is to use that four-step pattern and use it to drive behavior change. Okay. So then there are four laws of behavior change, and each of the four laws match up with a piece of that pattern.
0: Right. Why, why is it called atomic change, though? Why Why the word atomic?
1: Because, do you remember the whole idea about atoms being the building blocks oh you mentioned that earlier yes. right okay
0: yes, 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 yes. sorry yeah. <laughs> hopefully
1: the listeners yeah. caught that at the beginning
0: yeah and I, I certainly didn't so hope you hopefully you did loyal listener thank you so much for listening
1: thank you honey yeah it was really repetition is key right
0: repetition is key repetition is key repetition is key
1: so four laws of behavior change so think about these when you're looking at your New Year's resolutions and how they might apply
0: Okay, so let's let's apply them.
1: All right, the first law is to make it obvious. So, what your habit is, mm-hmm. you have to make it obvious. So, by by cue, posting it on Facebook, no, oh. make the cue obvious. So, design your environment so that it's conducive to the good habit.
0: Right. So, if you're if you're like wanting to write uh, something, you should have a place to write, like and a nice pen and something you know, right. or, or or just like you know, have it visible, a comfortable like relaxing environment with which to write.
1: So it's if you want to eat more fruit. Mm-hmm. You know, don't hide them away in your fridge, put them on display so you see them. So put make them on it, display. so make the cue obvious for that habit that you mm-hmm. want to form, whatever it may be. Yeah. And some other things just around that idea of making it obvious, um you need, you know, they suggest doing an implementation intention, which is writing it down. Mhm. And being specific, you know, and it's about doing a certain behavior at a certain time and at a certain location. And staying on track. Right. So if you want to, for instance, go to the gym, Mm -hmm. then you want to be very specific saying, I want to, I'm going to go or, you know, to... Good Life Gym, Mm -hmm. um, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 5 p.m. Yeah. It's about, you know, the idea of making the cues obvious and very specific. So you know what the habit is and writing it down, whether it's, you know, uh, habit intention, whether it's uh, affirmations, always, you know, putting it in writing, putting pen to paper makes things a little bit more tangible, a little bit more powerful. Mm. Habit stacking is also something that can be used in terms of making it obvious. So what you do with this, and I find I've done this and it makes it's very effective, is you have a current habit that Mm -hmm. you already do. Right. And then you pair it with your new habit. I see. So for instance, it might be...
0: So if you like to eat potato chips, you do it while you're writing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, for instance, say I want to make sure I, I start taking multivitamins every day. Right, yeah. So I might pair that with Eating breakfast. Right. I know it. It's, yeah, that eating breakfast sense. is a current habit yeah. that I already have. Mm-hmm. So I'll stack it with my new habit. So, so if your
0: New Year's resolution is to stop drinking, you pair that without go with not going to the bars.
1: Well, we'll talk about the stopping. These are introducing okay. new things. Uh-huh. So when you're adding, this is all around adding new positive habits. Positive to your life. habits, right? So. Yeah, so it's have the idea of habit stacking it could be I want to floss more. Well, every time I am already brushing my teeth, so when I brush my teeth, after I brush my teeth every time, I'll floss, I'll floss right? Right.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: So, so pairing <clears> that what that you already have into your into your schedule into your routine, the things that is, that are ingrained is incredibly powerful for developing a new a new habit. Okay, so the the second law of behavior change is to make it attractive. So this pairs with the whole four-step pattern of the craving. The
0: Christmas lights on it.
1: <laughs> well, if again, but going back to the fruit example, start with fruit that you want to eat, mm-hmm. you know? Um, make it, you know, habits are something that are dopamine-driven. And when our dopamine rises, it gives us motivation to act. Yes. It's just in anticipation of the reward. So the greater the anticipation, the greater that spike in dopamine, and Pleasure. we're more likely to go through with the habit. Right. So, that makes sense. You know, you can bundle new habits again with maybe pair pair a new habit with an action that you want to do with one that you need to do. So, right, if you you know pair Combine it. Combine them together. Thing, yeah, like maybe you really like to <laughs> eat ice cream cones. So it kind of all goes go back to the gym to, uh, and then go eat your ice cream cone. That might we, be the best example. W-
0: when but. we adopted the KonMari method and stuff, and then you decided in the kitchen wherever things were placed was it, it, we place things in an order in which that it was very, very like convenient to get to like, you right. know, when you're putting away the dishes, it's like, it, there's like a shortcut. You, well, that's a great
1: lead into the third law, which yeah. is to make it easy, make it easy. So right. this, this feeds into the response part of right. your behavior. Yeah. And, uh, I did that so on the, purpose. Yeah. So the third law is to make it easy to reduce the friction. So right. put things in arm's reach, decrease the number of steps between you and your good habit. Yeah. Um, because
0: you know, I, I really noticed that, and I, I appreciated it, and it made sense to me. And it became a little bit more of a, not just a convenience thing, but it, it actually became a little bit more of like a philosophy. It's like, why waste all these steps when you don't need to? Right. You know? Yeah. And if
1: things have a place to be, then put them back in their space. Right.
0: Like, you don't <laughs> want to put your, your silverware, for example, like, at the other end of the kitchen when you when it, when it could be very close to your plates. Anyway, just saying.
1: Another principle in this book is just the idea of, you know, starting out with just two minutes of a habit. So mm-hmm. the key to building the habit isn't just how long you're doing it for, but mm-hmm. it's that you've initiated and, you know, started to do the habit. So mm-hmm. even if it is two minutes of, um, you know, if you're trying to start meditating, just start out with two minutes. Yep. But the more times you do that, you can eventually build beyond the two minutes to whatever your ultimate goal is. But in, in terms of instilling a habit, mm-hmm. it's the repetition that is key to get that habit automated as part of your overall behavior.
0: So can I ask you after all this conversation, after all this information, what is your New Year's resolution? We're and not how...
1: no well, you can when I'm finished. When
0: I'm, Okay. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Okay, I'm,
1: gonna, I'm going to lose track, and okay. our listeners will too.
0: and we're and we're running out. I'm of looking time. out for
1: you, listeners. Okay, sorry. Oh, the pressure is Jeez. on. So yes, the third law was to make it easy in terms of the yeah. response. And the fourth is to make it satisfying. So that's where the reward part of the pattern. Oh
0: yeah! If you're not enjoying the changes that you're making in your life, then why make them?
1: Yeah. So make sure you have positive reinforcement, and an immediate reward is important. You know, as soon as you complete the habit, we all know this. Like if you're as soon as you write
0: that first page, you have a bag of chips. kind of thing
1: (laughs) or if you're potty training your kids you know you don't tell them they're going to get a reward in a week you give them a reward right away you're right we learned
0: that one the hard way at points (laughs) but you know it works yeah
1: and you can use you know uh a habit tracker to help you know keep track of your habits kind of sort of keep a habit streak going Mm -hmm. and in the book they talk about you know jerry seinfeld talked a little bit about just how he came up with a consistent habit of writing jokes and he did something as simple as mark an X on his calendar um, to write, a, to write so, that he wrote a joke that day. Oh. And he wouldn't want to break the streak. he want to make sure he had an X in every box. And my, my dad always did that with, with he was his walking, walking in yeah. the morning. That was great. And it's you know, a very simple thing to reinforce the behavior. But once people get that You're streak right. going, whether yeah. it's you know exercise or whatever your new habit may be, it doesn't have to be incredibly complicated no i mean there are the, all kinds of different more simple, habit trackers you can get you can use technology there's apps that can help you with details but sometimes just an x on the calendar to say yeah. you did it is enough to reinforce that behavior um and then absolutely and then yeah but definitely the reward piece is important we're more likely to repeat repeat the behavior if the experience itself is satisfying and the reward is part of what you know it's The accomplishment, but also the reward gives us that satisfaction. Absolutely,
0: yeah. I agree with that.
1: So the cardinal rule of behavior change is that which is immediately rewarded is repeated. And that which is immediately punished is avoided. Mm. And you think about like the whole Pavlov.
0: Pavlov's salivating dog.
1: That's right. Pavlov's (laughs) salivating dog. Heard the ding of the
0: bell and thought it was getting fed. But, oh, no.
1: So the first three laws of behavior change, just to kind of recap, were to you know make it obvious, mm-hmm. make it attractive, and make it easy. And that'll increase the odds that you'll perform the behavior. And then the fourth law is to make it satisfying. That will increase the odds that you'll repeat the behavior. The so well, first three are about doing it in the first place. And the last one's all about making sure that you repeat it the next time around. And what's fascinating about this Is when we sort of look at that behavior pattern of, you know, cue, craving, response, reward. Mm -hmm. And then we look at these laws for developing new habits, making it obvious, making it attractive, making it easy and making it satisfying. You can basically just do the reverse of those if you want to break a habit. So instead of making it obvious, you make it invisible.
0: Right. So you you throw those weights out into the snow.
1: (laughs) Well, no, if you're a smoker, you know, you get, you know, get rid of of your lighters. Don't have your ashtrays in eyesight. Uh, That makes sense. You know, number two, um, is, you know, make it unattractive. Mm -hmm. So, you know, highlight the benefits of avoiding the bad habit. I mean, you look at, uh, the, the warnings on cigarette packages you know, that warn people. They just got
0: more form. and more intense, didn't they?
1: Right. And then number three, uh, you know, don't make it easy. Make it difficult. If you're trying to break a habit, increase the friction, mm-hmm. increase the number of steps between you and your bad habit. If it's, um, you know, uh, the people you're surrounding yourself with that need to change, uh, then so be it.
0: Yeah, if you don't, if you don't have to be around people who smoke, then don't be, and that will help you
1: Hide all your lighters.
0: Hide all your lighters, yeah.
1: Um, and then and then, instead of making, you know, instead of rewarding it, make it um, unsatisfying is the fourth law, you know, yeah. to break a habit. So, Put spikes know, on your lighter. Well, maybe you have a, if you have a, uh, <laughs> spikes on your lighter.
0: Put needles but, on your lighter so that when you grab it, the needles pierce right. your skin.
1: Yeah, keep it red hot so yeah. that it just burns it your red. flesh. <laughs> no, but I mean, a lot of people will. Put mud in your
0: cigarettes. Anyway. We'll do
1: something, sub- put something online, you know, yeah. they'll do a post on Facebook. They want that accountability piece. Mm. So they'll, they'll put a post on to keep, keep themselves accountable, whether it's to break a bad habit or, or, uh, you know, to start a new one. I, you know, a lot of people like to post if they're doing workouts and things like that. It helps keep them motivated. It yeah, them I positive love that reinforcement. when people do that. All of those pieces are, are part of, um, you know, behavior change and, and reinforcement and also developing that tribe. You know, you get the comments and you get people supporting you. Yeah. Um, maybe people who, who have also gone through trying to um, quit drinking or quit smoking or lose weight or people who are also trying to get right. to the gym more or read more or start a new hobby. So that was a lot of information. But so what is your
0: what is your New Year's resolution then? And how are you going to stick to it? Well, and so that'll be a good recap for our listeners because we talked about all how to do it. Now let's put it into motion. All right. So, what is your New Year's resolution? I have more than one,
1: though. And why? (laughs) and, and,
0: And not to get too into it, but like because we we have limited time. But why do people make resolutions in the first place? It's not always to change a behavior that's already happening. Sometimes it's to add a behavior that they want to. Sometimes, you know. It's a lot of different reasons. What is your reason for doing uh, a resolution at all?
1: I just continually like the idea of self-improvement. And, and renewal?
0: Growth. You like the renewal yeah, kind of I, aspect? Like I like it the in,
1: idea that I'm, I'm not always okay. the same person. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm a different person today yeah. than I was yesterday, and tomorrow I'll be a different person again, and I hope that I'll be a better person tomorrow. I, yeah. you know, I, I love well, the idea Well, I have news for you. You will. So.
0: <laughs> Newsflash. Well, I,
1: I mean, that's why I think it meant a lot to me. The idea of not labeling ourselves as not being a morning person or always being late because we are not who we are for a lifetime. You know, we can I'm a brief that.
0: morning person until I get home and go to sleep.
1: So what's one of my resolute? I have yeah. many resolutions. One of them will be I want to start uh, meditating regularly. Okay. So it's something I've dabbled with in the past. So when I look at... Something you know, I've never
0: dabbled with, I don't think.
1: Cues. So when I look at the laws of behavior, the first law would be cues, uh, you know, make it obvious. Okay. Um, for me, that will be having my meditation cushion out the night before. Yeah. So it's yeah. ready to go in the morning. Um, yeah. Make it attractive. Well, I'll make sure that I'm comfortable and warm and, you know, because in the morning... Can and be an cool. inviting
0: atmosphere. Right. Atmosphere.
1: And, and then... Um, in terms of making it easy, I, uh, having everything available to me, um, I'm you know doing some reading to get some instructions so I understand a little bit more about you how to do it. You bought a book today. And I'll use that whole two-minute rule. I'm going to start small and just get into the habit and then build from there. And then finally, the reward. Well, I'm hoping that I'll just reap the rewards of a a calmer life and, uh, you know, being more mindful and more present in my everyday life through, uh, practicing meditation. So that's one example of a a habit and how those four laws could apply. I'm going to
0: start writing and then maybe if it's any good, I'll share it with you loyal listeners.
1: And listen on the next episode because we're, this is us keeping ourselves accountable. We're working on a new intro and outro for the new year 2020. So stay tuned. And now we have to do it. We have to, That's right. We have to do
0: it. We told you about it now. So So, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening.
1: Be sure to visit InfoQuench.com to subscribe and catch up on past episodes.
0: You can also check out
1: InfoQuench on
0: Facebook, Twitter, and
1: Instagram. Till next time. time.